2: Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt. Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan,
1: Bat Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk.
2: Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Gowan Whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Luke Gowen is. Both the Ravens. Never more.
3: Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis and I'm joined by my arch nemesis as always, Luke Warm, Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis, you big dickhead. How the devil are you? I'm okay. I'm refreshed. I went to York for the weekend and mm. I just, yeah, I, I don't feel back in the work work swing of things yet. Obviously, Mortal Enemy can't stand to even... Like, just I can't even look at you in
4: the oh, face. I hate it. it now.
3: I hate you so much. But happy anniversary, mate! Cheers. That's what we uh, we went there for seven years.
2: Oh,
4: typically a the run. time
3: when people get itchy.
4: Mm-hmm. Have you got that seven year itch yet?
3: No. If anything, I'm getting more comfortable, more lax.
4: <laughs> As when I was at your house not too long ago, um uh, dropping off equipment and whatnot. We had some lunch together, and then you just sort of you just got comfy with your partner, and just sort of like just started. We were we were having a, a, a very uh, lovely conversation, and you were just sort of like slowly, just like inching further and further down into like a snuggle position.
3: <laughs> I did, did. Is this an HR thing? Is a... <laughs> is, is the oh, no, boss no, no, of a no. company not allowed to snuggle his lady partner in a meeting? No, it's a I... welcoming to. I thought it was very lovely really I thought
4: it was it was it warmed my heart uh, a little bit um but anyway we've got to get into the show itself because it's draft day people the second day of the draft and hey Titus O'Neill was picked above Andrade so there's a lot to talk about uh, here is the show
3: A major Retribution follow-up angle to Ali announcing himself as the leader last week was advertised multiple times by WWE, by Ali himself, by all the other members of Retribution. Not Mercedes Martinez. But on last night's Raw, it was nowhere to be found. You'd think that would be quite important, wouldn't you? The first explanation promo. We were robbed of Ali telling us you people you people <laughs> you people did this to me somehow uh instead we got we got nothing we got a video package we got them being drafted to raw because why would what? why would any what, authority dude? figure or, or network or brand want an act that actively tries to destroy <laughs> the broadcast dude they've got contracts they have to be
4: drafted they have to be part of the draft they've got wwe contracts now What contract is that? It's a contract, Ollie Davis, that allows them to do whatever
3: they want, whenever they want. Surely, there's not a clause in there that also says and a a main roster brand must also draft you because where's that in Andrade's clause? Where's that in Shorty G's contract too? Shorty
4: G went to SmackDown. Oh, I don't I mean, care. I've lost. They announced track. that am like they announced that on like the bump or something. The Shorty G's gone. Like he's staying on SmackDown. I think not. Renee announced it. Uh, Andrade is un- probably going to NXT. Hey, dude, Mojo Rawley was not part of this draft. Like he wasn't even pre announced. He wasn't part of it. No, there was Bo Dallas, who is still employed, by the way.
3: Well, at least we know where Titus O'Neil's going. I know a lot of people <laughs> were concerned about how he would play out after the draft. Uh, but, you know, Retribution. Oh,
4: was Billy Kay drafted? Billy, she was drafted to SmackDown. She is now
3: away from Peyton Royce. Here is Luke. The comment section's Google for this video. If you've got any questions, don't bother with Google. Super chat them in, but don't give them a yes, please. Give me a yes, Uh, please. So one of the the, multiple things to dive into here with this Retribution stuff. Uh, We we were meant to get Ali's explanation promo. The reason why he joined Retribution or, or revealed himself as the leader. I'm not that interested in the why. What I'm more interested in is how they're going to retroactively book the last couple of months of how Ali was running stuff behind the scenes. But we didn't get that. No,
4: absolutely. We didn't get any of that whatsoever. I'll be honest, I actually forgot that there was going to be this retribution angle where they were going to have their, the explanation as to why Ali did it because they didn't plug it at the top of the show. So, therefore, like it just did not get mentioned at all. Like you said, they got a video package. I totally forgot they got a video package, to be honest. I think because they, they got the recap in there, just like what happened last week.
3: Mm.
4: So, I, along with Mercedes Martinez no longer being part of the group, we can. I, I guess, presume she's also been drafted to NXT because she has a WWE contract. She was part of the that original angle where they got their WWE contracts, but she's now no longer part of the group because the graphic came up and it was just um, Slapjaw, T... It's not Slapjaw, what's his name? Slapjack. Sorry, Slapjack. How could I forget? Slapjack, T-Bar, and Mace. And, oh, whichever one Mia Yim
3: is... Oh, there's retaliation, I think, was Mercedes. So, yeah, I Reckoning. Reckoning. Mm-hmm. And Mustafarelli, who now
4: seems majorly out of place with his regular name, Um, they, they're now, that's the, the angle retribution. So, well, that's the team. So, Mercedes Martinez gone from the group.
3: Yeah. Just if, if anyone thinks that, oh, no, wait, WWE do have long-term plans for this faction. They likely only just decided Ali was the leader. They definitely only just decided Mercedes Martinez wasn't a part of it because she was in the graphics that Fox reported on last Thursday about her being in the Retribution pick. Like her name was listed yeah. in within the brackets there. Uh, yeah. And yeah, 100% like one hundred
4: percent. They have not. There's no long term thought behind this. I would wager that the decision for Ali to be the leader was the afternoon. Last Monday
3: afternoon was when that decision was made. Had to. Yeah. Uh, and also here, you know, to, to sort of what this really confirmed to me is how mid-card WWE see this act. Uh, I said this last week to, to great length. Um, at, You know, they, Ali revealed himself as the leader in the the segment before the main event. You know, if, they, if you really put faith in them, that would happen in the main event cliffhanger angle, as opposed to yet another Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton installment. And you'd also have them enter a more high-profile feud rather than this Hurt Business vortex vortex mm-hmm. that people keep getting stuck in. I love them, but they do just face off against the same people over and over again. Now here, the the sort of, yeah, recap package of what happened last week, ahead of the match between Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, which which I enjoyed it for, for the time they were given, there was really no mention of retribution. Nope, absolutely not. They, they, they are, they're an afterthought at this point. And that, I, that's just so damning to me to hear that. I, yeah, and surely like the big thing here is MVP versus Ali. Mm-hmm. And with their hurt business and retribution factions to to second them maybe there's some you know a lot of people have been missing for periods recently for other reasons maybe that's behind it retribution are a large group they've already had to self-isolate for two weeks after the nxt contaminated case contaminated case positive case down there that outbreak so i don't know if that's a part of it maybe wwe's hand was forced to to take this explanation angle out but It was such a big, like such a big interest driver from everyone last week. But me and you didn't really get on board with it. But you can't deny that was the major talking point, the major storyline development in this months long angle. And there was nothing here to further it. No. And there was time that you could have done this. Like, I don't think you
4: needed that New uh, Day-Rude Ziggler match, really. Like, you know, it did nothing for either team. You could have had the retribution angle in there to further this and kind of moved along and feel like, you know, give it a reason, maybe explain how they got Mm. these contracts, maybe explain why they got these clauses, explain why they're part of the draft, explain why Ali is the leader and they're doing what they're doing, but then they're not, I don't know if we'll get it next week, but like if they announce in the week that they might do, I don't know why I would believe that it will happen. It's just, yeah, it's, it, I don't think they've ever treated this group seriously from day dot. Like it's never, it was a panic move that they were getting bad ratings for Raw. So they were like, oh, Smeg, what are we going to do? Um, A group is invading on Twitter. Like that is it, a group is invading. And then they were like, cool, now we need to work out what that is. And I think that that has been the case since day one that they have just not known what they're doing with this excuse me, didn't know who was going to be in the group, didn't know who the leader was, didn't know their motivation, didn't know the end point. They were just there. And that's why you get this big announcement that they're going to be doing, you know, here is the reasoning, and they just cut it from the show. It got Raw Undergrounded.
3: Hmm. Well, yeah, that's both of those things came in at the same time, didn't they? Uh, Mm -hmm. Raw Underground and Retribution. It was that same episode. And a couple of months later, that was at the start of August, neither are about... Uh, yeah, I've just mentioned now, three weeks of no Raw Underground oh it's been nice <laughs> it's been lovely hasn't it so nice uh you mentioned Twitter there Retribution's Twitter game is is strong we can't deny that but a, a strong Twitter game does not make a engaging WWE Raw or Smackdown presence uh Ali did try and explain why he wasn't on the show by tweeting truth awaits no one but me. And then uh, a black and white picture of him with his eyes crossed out and some tape across his mouth.
4: No idea, mate, no idea. I
3: I think what he's saying is, well, I'll explain things on my time because I'm a heel and I'm getting (laughs) heel heat. In which case, Just say that on the show.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Just be like, you want me to explain my actions? I don't know. I don't know you people. (laughs) I don't know you anything.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I'll, you, you'll have to wait just like I waited for years and years and years to get my shot at what should be given to me. You know, there's so many ways to go. And and WWE do that all the time. It's quite lazy writing, to be honest. Me and Luke just wrote the whole segment for you just by doing copy and paste templates. So, yeah, the fact that it wasn't on the show, not even a video package, says to me that it's been pulled and they don't have any plans whatsoever.
2: Do you like board games? Then you'll love Phenomena! A channel all about the best board games your money can buy. Do you not like board games? Then you'll love Phenomena! A channel all about why you're f***ing wrong! If the only game you've played is Monopoly, a bad game, with your family, a bad family, we're here to show you all the good times you and your friends are missing out on. We'll teach you the different types of board games out there, great ones to start your collection, how to host games, gaming night, how to teach your friends rules, we'll have deep dives into classic games, crazy stories from board gaming history, drunk board gaming, and so much more. At Phenomena, we consider it our sacred duty to get you into the greatest hobby in the world, no matter what level you currently are. So subscribe to Phenomenerds now and get on board.
3: Well, before we get on with our Super Chats and all your guys' thoughts, last call for the Super Chats, get them all in. We'll answer every single one of them. We've got our Patreons to thank. Uh, Of course, if you go over to Patreon, you get loads of exclusive podcasts, content, shout-outs, exclusive T-shirts, and more. So head over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page to get yours. Like these mofos right here, the monster among Patreons, Brian Strowman, Brian Strowman, the Tower of London, Nigel Morris, oh. nice, Probocop, yeah, he's the future of law enforcement. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Thank you, Matt. Jan, that James Dillon, nice, I like it. The Joker, David Heath, ooh, mm. always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. I always want Brian Moore. Always want Brian Moore. The Vision, Adonis. Oh, what a vision!
4: Black and Decker, Dane. Oh, mate, I'm moving into a new house. Need to get myself a Black and Decker if I go a proper man. They drew first
3: blood. Not me. Grace Rambo. Thank you, Grace. Full of flavour, Sean Blanford. Oh, like a prawn cocktail, crisp. And lastly, Superkick Partay. Andy Buckley thank you everybody there <music> let's see what you guys think on the su- 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 super chat get in all of your super chats because we will answer every single one of them before the end of this show First up from Martin Carrillo. Hello, Oli and Luke. Smackdown roster is weak in my opinion. I have just uh, finished writing and recording
4: a a list video that we're going to release tomorrow, which is like the draft changes, uh, the draft changes ranked, you know, sort of like going through and sort of like ranking them in the, you know, from best to worst in a way. And bloody hell, Smackdown was gutted in this draft. Like, Excuse that car that's just gone past my house. Um, I've actually noticed today as well, because we're doing this at 3 p.m., you know, we do these live streams. I had to get into costume and carry this championship around when, like, all the schools come out. So all of a sudden, it's just like, you know, I, I, I suddenly, I'm wearing this vest. I'm carrying this title. I was like, if anyone looks in the window, I'm going to look like a right old weirdo. Anyway, uh, that's by the by. What was I talking about? Oh, the list. Yeah, uh, Raw got loads of really good people. SmackDown got absolutely gutted. They don't have any top stars left and Raw has now got like an abundance of stars, which is good. Good for them, I suppose.
3: It's a three hour show. Maybe that's what happens when you get three picks to the other brands too. Uh, Alpaca Nation, 87. Do you think they have an actual plan for Retribution or are they just throwing darts blindfolded until they phase them out? Here is my prediction for that. They're going to have a match at Survivor Series and then we'll never hear from them again. That's my prediction. They lose to the <laughs> they lose to the hurt business, and then they just evaporate over the course of a month. You'll probably get a tag like they'll be infighting. One will just disappear. Dio Madden will just disappear. Uh, Mia Yim will just suddenly start appearing in the in the women's division as a single star repack. As Mia Yim, yeah, she won't she won't have any of the retaliation name stuff. And then you'll have a feud between Ali and Djokovic. And Ali will get squashed. And then that will all be done before the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, and they'll they'll all have like a, a weird, awkward stare-off spot in the Rumble. And then all yep. get eliminated at the same time. Uh, just a few on Raw in general. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. I saw Raw for a change. And wow, WWE stands for Was Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, like it was. Uh, it used to yeah. be good in in-ring okay i agree i thought the in-ring stuff was good fiend, Bli- uh, fiend bliss was decent draft was daft were retribution not allowed to cause chaos hashtag andy's jtj hashtag QuizzleMania tag titles oh that's
4: right indeed yeah if you didn't see our blockbuster announcement yesterday ollie and i are gonna have to put aside our differences how will they coexist on QuizzleMania 2000 as we defend the QuizzleMania tag titles against Gallows and Anderson, the Good Brothers of Impact Wrestling, of Talking Shopper Mania 2. We're defending the tag titles against the Good Brothers. Davis, we need to come together to retain those belts. Man. <sighs>
3: it's the only gold I've got left. I hate you, Luke Owen! But goddammit, I respect you, and we will... We'll we'll beat Gallows and Anderson together. Guerrilla Press, uh, Lars is gold. My professional opinion, not a personal opinion on his awful behaviour. Awful behaviour of of that man. Also, not fussed by him. I'm glad he's on Smackdown. Don't have to review that show. That's Pete's problem. Uh, He's very physically impressive, you can't deny that. Nate S, second week in a row not watching Raw, and just letting you recap, this seems to be the correct way to live. LOL. Yes, please. (laughs) Uh, Good luck versus the Good Brothers. Don't get rowdy. Get rowdy for the Good Brothers. Getting rowdy for the Good Brothers. Unpaved was Keith Lee even on the show. He was in a video package with uh, Braun Strowman. He was a draft pick. Stephanie McMahon said his name is getting the rub. That was a bit of the rub. Uh, And finally for now, Angel Perez, tag team triple threat match. (laughs) Jeff Hardy literally experienced emotions of what? But also laughing. Uh, That was very funny.
0: But also kind of sad. Yeah, bless him.
3: Bless him. Right, before we get in with the full play-by-play review of this episode of Raw, we made an announcement last night on National UK Radio on Talk Sport. And That is, next Tuesday, Alex McCarthy will start wrestling daily on Wrestle 2. Of course, right now you're watching us on Wrestle Talk. That's where you get your Wrestle Talk news, your live stream reviews, your lists, your predictions, your live reactions. But Wrestle 2 is, is, is just as good. It's got Screen Grapple, which just returned the other day. It's got... Brian's recap for the week. It's got clip versions of all these shows and starting from next Tuesday, from Tuesday to Friday, every day, Wrestling Daily. And we are joined by Alex McCarthy's co-host, Nugget. Hey, look at him. It's the guy from... (laughs)
4: It's the guy from the Get Rowdy thing.
5: I'll always regret submitting that <laughs> as a potential thumbnail. I don't know what
3: I was thinking.
5: <laughs> have, we I have we told the story?
3: Have we told the story behind that photo on this we, show? We have,
4: uh, sort of. We talked about how it was very, very funny that Louis posted that up as a, you know, hey, can you put this into a thumbnail, please? And I was just like, can, can we get a photo of you looking
5: happy? Can we get a photo? <laughs> well, you don't look like you're bored. <laughs> it was from my Matt Seidel interview. And he also I looked as well.
3: Yeah, it's Matt Seidel, man. He's got some stories to tell. So tell us a bit yeah. about Wrestling
5: Daily, Louis. So it, it's our, it's, a, it's a show we're very passionate about, very much looking forward to bringing you. We want it to be massively interactive. So it's going to be Tuesday to Friday, every single week at 8 p.m. UK time, and then on a special start time uh, at 9.15, we believe, uh, specific to be ironed out later and to let you guys know, on a Monday when there's a pay-per-view Uh, the weekend prior so we want it to be a massively interactive show we want your guys thoughts opinions we're going to talk about the news that you guys want to talk about Uh, a bit of an exclusive here a one of the segments that we're going to be doing on the show it's basically we're going to review your guys hot takes so you can send us in some of your hot takes some of your unpopular wrestling opinions and we'll review them we'll uh, say how spicy those hot takes are and if we need a Big glass of milk on the side because they're just a little <laughs> bit too hot. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're very much looking forward to it. So subscribe over at Wrestle2 uh, next Tuesday of the show debut. So we'll be looking, obviously, raw and a, a load of other stuff. So it's not going to be like a review show. That's your guys' bag. We, uh, although we do it better, it, 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 it's it's we're not going to step on that territory. We're going to talk about the big talking points, the uh, big talking points in the news uh, that day. And, yeah, we're going to have some fun. So hopefully see you all there.
4: A glass of milk, or as Ollie Davis calls it. Tea. Hey.
3: <laughs> bye, Louis. <laughs> and he's back. Bye bye. Um, he's still here. He's always here. But but yeah, seriously, everybody do what Louis just said. Wrestling Daily next Tuesday. Thanks, right. Louie. Oh, uh, and, and and if you are one of the people who listen to this as a podcast, it'll also be available in
4: audio podcast form every single ruddy day, mate. Amazing.
3: Last night's episode of WWE Monday Night Raw was the second night of the draft, the final night of the draft, after, a, you know, a bit of a, a lackluster one on SmackDown, although I, I feel like I'm the only guy who was quite into the New Day angle.
4: Oh, no, I am. I like it. I'm actually kind of for mm. Woods and uh, at Kingston being the tag team on Raw and Biggie being the single star on SmackDown. I'm against how it was done, Because there's literally no good kayfabe reason for sort of why it was done. (laughs) Like USA looked like absolute dunderheads because they wrote on a piece of paper, Woods and Kingston, and submitted that. And then Fox, the smart ones, were like, they didn't put Big E down. We can still get Big E because those idiots didn't put New Day. The only way this would have worked for me is if you had like a heel authority figure that split the New Day up on purpose. But we don't have authority
3: figures. So they they just sort of did it. And it didn't. It makes it didn't make a lick of sense. Yeah. The other thing was USA Network would have chosen an act who weren't the tag team champions. It's not like you're getting all you're getting the tag champs in that very moment. They weren't. Uh, They only won the belts later that night. I uh, yeah. That's going to be a a given throughout this entire review. The framework of the draft as a storytelling plot device. Is a complete waste of time. It makes no sense. They might as well just look at this point. They will just, they should just have here's Raw, and you just have people come out, and that's mm-hmm. it. There's like they, they're stuck in this half, this weird halfway house where Stephanie McMahon is announcing the picks in the most uninteresting way possible. <laughs> a graphic yeah. and, and then I, it just was... moving on. Yeah, but, but
4: you know, Adam Pierce was all there to do the really important thing. Going into this show, which is how are they going to handle the tag title situation? And Ollie Davis, they had the most genius, genius way of solving this tag title problem. They just
3: swapped them. Yeah, if you could, if you, if, New Day, if you could just give the Street Profits your belts and, and then you yeah. could give them so- your belts. Sorry, lads. Sorry, lad. Your belts are blue, and this is a
4: red show. And your belts are red, and you're going to the blue show. So if you could just do a little swapsies, that would that would really make things a bit. That would really help the
3: synergy of the colors. It's well, it's it's such a good argument though, because you, you try <laughs> arguing against it. You try you try arguing for a red tag team championship belt on SmackDown. Yeah. Try Try that. I mean, hey, dude, if it was me. I'd
4: have kept the street profits on RAW and just merged the tag team division together. Just have it all on one show.
3: They don't give an f. Like they don't care. Just merge the belts together. I've got a hot take for later <gasps> when we talk about the tag belts. Oh. I mean, I say hot take. It's a take I've been having every year for <laughs> since about 2016. You probably know. Is where it introduced introduced introduce trios right? Mm. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: I'll never tell. Uh, right. So this uh, the yeah. The draft night opened, the opening segment was Randy Orton. He He's still feuding with Drew McIntyre, and Drew McIntyre came out after Orton was gloating about pinning Drew last week, which hasn't happened since the previous November, uh, because pins and losses do matter, and Drew beat him up, and they brawled hmm. backstage. And the I think the insinuation was that they continued to brawl for the next three hours. Yeah, because we didn't see these guys for about like another two uh,
4: two and a half hours. We didn't see these guys, but when we didn't see them two and a half hours later, they were still
3: brawling. So my guess is they were brawling for that entire two and a half hours. I don't think so. I think if they were, even in storyline, WWE would have kept cutting back to that. I think that's a really fun way to tell a story to to base an episode's narrative around. Uh, But Mm. they didn't do that. I think they they separated and then they found each other at the end of the show again. Um, But, yep, that's still happening. That kind of gives away where Randy Orton was going to end up. And would you believe it? Stephanie McMahon. I hate her entrance music. I hate her entrance music so much. Uh, But she is, you cannot deny, Forbes' most influential female CMO. I mean, what what an accolade uh, to have. It's pretty impressive though, right like when I when I was growing up as as a nine, 10 11 12 year old wrestling fan <laughs> I, I used to love it when people told me their corporate bullcrap titles that really mean made... mm. and lawsuit storylines always made me so invested in the product yeah I mean I am more
4: invested in Stephanie McMahon now because she is Forbes's most influential uh what was it CMO.
3: What does CMO mean? I think it's chief I think they're chief a musical chief. group. Chief CMO <laughs> money? Oh,
5: <Did> they...
4: <laughs> well, uh,
3: chief, chief marketing? Chief Marketing Officer.
4: Yeah, that was gonna be my guess. Because um because the, uh, they the people always said that Brandy's chief branding officer was like a Mickey tape of <clears throat> Moman's marketing officer. Yeah.
3: Well, good on her, I guess. I yeah. mean it's I mean, <laughs> she- Dude, she created women's wrestling. Like, so she should get some kudos from a marketing perspective. The fact that WWE aren't hounded daily by the mainstream media for, you know, just general misogyny, the, the exploitation of women, the relationship with Saudi Arabia, firing people when pan- right at the start of a pandemic. The fact that and, no ma- really... and making more money off the back of it. The fact that no one really cares about that in the wider world. Maybe she is a genius. Uh, anyway, she announced that the Street Profits and Bailey are going to SmackDown. Very smart. They're both champions. Uh, but Randy Orton, Charlotte Flair, who's inactive right now, and The Fiend in, in what is definitely the biggest switch trade of the night, a Monday Night Raw. Yeah,
4: I don't know why Charlotte Flair was part of this draft.
3: Like, other injured people aren't. Yeah, well, that's what I was confused by as well. I thought the number one contender's Women's Battle Royal to main event this show was because we were going to get a Charlotte Flair return to win it. Mm. That's what I thought this was all building towards, but then Lana won it. Lana won it. (laughs) Oh oh, no, you've got the wrong blonde person. What a mistake. (laughs) I loved that
4: brand invitational battle royal. I was like, you've literally just spent this whole, like two episodes being like the brand split matters and you can't be on the same brand. And so they just then presented
3: a situation where someone from SmackDown could challenge for a Raw women's side. Like, what was the point? Yeah. Uh, but I, I was very excited by Bray Wyatt. You know, we haven't got to review Bray Wyatt week to week. And I think he's just an incredible creative force. I love the Fiend gimmick. I love the Firefly Funhouse gimmick. I think this opens up a load of new feuds for him, like Braun Strowman. So I'm really, really excited <laughs> to see him uh, on Monday night. I know you're being snarky there, but like I think with
4: with particularly with Alexa Bliss in tow, like I'm really stoked for for this few like for this gimmick and what they could do with this. Uh, I think there's some fresh faces. Yep, there are some faces that we've seen before. Like I hope he doesn't feud with Braun Strowman, but I think there is some real, real opportunity here. And I'm actually more stoked for him on Raw going up against Drew than
3: I am with him feuding against Roman Reigns. Yes, I agree. We've seen Bray Roman. It's it's weird like it's the match they've wanted to do forever, but they've they made Goldberg beat him and then pandemic. <sighs> uh but the here's a bit of fancy booking. Drew loses to Randy.
4: <gasps> Randy okay.
3: feuds with The Fiend.
4: Ah, like the uh, Viper in the uh, viper in the family stuff.
3: I think uh-huh. there's a lot of unfinished business. Orton and The Fiend. It's that It's, you know, it's one of the biggest things that he hasn't got to make up for yet. I think you can do that without beating Drew McIntyre and you can do it so it's not over the title. Maybe. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The Fiend shouldn't care about the title. You're totally right. So after that, we got Alistair Black versus Kevin Owens in. And, you know, like, you know how these shows are structured. I was like, okay, the Fiend was just announced he's going to interfere in this match because he's been feuding with Kevin Owens across the brands for the last couple of weeks, but no, no, Alistair Black and Kevin Owens just had a a really fun match, hardcore stuff. Uh, They laid out four chairs, done up steel chairs in that sort of, you know, so it creates a kind of weird, hideous table. And Alistair Black hit the sort of meteor double knees on Kevin Owens through those chairs. That's got to suck for everybody. Uh Alistair Black tried a Black Mass, hit the uh, the ring post, which was really cool, and Kevin Owens uh, hit a stunner and then power bombed him to win. So really yeah. fun match, but you know, ultimately Alistair Black has lost every encounter they've had out of the three. And I thought, okay, he'll move the SmackDown, or Kevin Owens will move the SmackDown, but no, they were both drafted the SmackDown. I, I was. Stunned by this, I like you. I thought, okay, that's a definitive
4: end to this feud. Now the good guy has won. He prevailed. They can both move on and move on to different brands, and then they both just got drafted to the same show
3: afterwards. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a waste. So after that, we got the news that Kevin Owens was going across the SmackDown, Daniel Bryan staying on SmackDown, and for Raw we got Braun Strowman, Jeff Hardy, and Matt Riddle. For the second Hmm. round so that those are all pretty pretty big names um yeah i'm I'm not asked about braun
4: yeah controversial (laughs) yes certainly not asked about braun really not um this year's done absolutely nothing for him actually i think that universal (laughs) championship run actually hurt him more than anything um but you know controversies aside i think there's a lot of upside to, to matt riddle and i love i'm a i'm a white guy in my 30s i love jeff hardy like, it's just, it's, it's a fact of life. So, um, and I'd love to see
3: Jeff have, like, that one more run, like, that one more shot against uh, Drew McIntyre for the title. Mm. Oh Well, if Randy wins, we can reignite that feud again. <sighs> but they've got other plans. We'll come on to those later. Uh, then we got, so Miz and Morrison were drafted over. They're on Raw. And we got a Miz TV segment, which was... Uh... I'm already
4: sick of him. Mm. They've been on Raw for 30 seconds And I already don't want them on the show
3: I hate their act I find it so annoying Yeah, it's not good heel heat It is the go away version of heel heat And to make things worse They had the most And I know artificial could be construed in a different way here But I mean it in just sort of artificial friendship Of Dana, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose Coming out It was the fakest tag team partnering they've they've and they've been okay-ish the last couple of weeks they've been tagging on raw but dear god mandy looked like she wanted to be anywhere else than with dana brooke i'm gonna ask a question as well i mean there's gonna be no answer to this
4: because it is draft logic questions but why was mandy rose up for the draft she'd already been drafted to raw and so had dana brooke they didn't need to be picks they'd already been drafted Also, why didn't USA draft them as a tag team when they are a tag team? They drafted them separately. That's a waste of
3: picks. Yeah, there are no answers. Uh, But we got some really unconvincing acting from Rose and Brooke. Rose in particular, I thought was was really rubbish here. Um, And and it doesn't help that she's got crap material. Like, go out there. And she's meant to be annoyed about being split up from Otis and not being on the same brand but it was no. just one line it was just one lip service line this this was rubbish from top to bottom uh then natalia and lana came out and they all had a scuffle and they fought off and then lars sullivan came out and beat up Ms. and morrison well it beat up morrison Ms. ran off
5: out of fright yeah
4: um and then lars got drafted to a different brand to those two lads um the one thing I would say about Lana coming out is she confirmed that Liv Morgan is a former girlfriend of hers. She's an ex-girlfriend because do you remember like they did that storyline at the start of the year where she was like we're ex-lovers then they dropped it and all of a sudden there was this big swell of people saying like they never said they were lovers you just insinuated Mm. that they were. Well here you go. Lana said they were lovers. They were actual girlfriends together. So that was the only th- the only thing that I took away from this segment. Apart from the fact it was
3: also pretty rubbish. Well done, LGBT
1: progression.
3: That's you know it's it. all for the larger social cause. There. Wow, chief. Martin they were traded.
4: They were traded, not drafted. For <laughs> who? Who were they traded for?
3: Come on, AJ. Trip. Don't come on. <laughs> Don't get if you want if you want to get tangled up in semantics, we, we, <laughs> you, you will choke yourself. That there's, <laughs> there's there are no log, there's no logic here. There's no rules. Um Then we got the the segment where Adam Pierce told the New Day and the Street Profits to swap the tag titles. Just good luck tracking the lineage now. <laughs> what prestigious belts that they are that you could just swap them
4: for. The same belt, but a different colour. And it means exact... What a load
3: of nonsense. Uh, Round three, uh, trades or drafts. Help us out, AJ. Got Lars Sullivan and King Corbin to SmackDown. While Raw got Keith Lee, Alexa Bliss. Alexa, stop. That's going to be annoying. Now that she's on Raw and I have to review that every week. And Retribution without Mercedes Martinez.
4: Yeah. Uh, Good picks for Raw there, with the exception of, you know, Retribution, because it makes no sense. But uh, I think it's better than Corbin and
3: Lars Sullivan. So good round there for Raw. Uh, Then we got what was probably my favourite match of the night. Uh, No, quite definitely match of the night. Seth Rollins came out to sort of give a farewell to the brand. Uh, It's a farewell to the brand, but it's not really a farewell to the feud or storyline he's in right now, (laughs) because that whole storyline was one draft over the oh, Smackdown yeah. with the Mysterios and Buddy Murphy. So he came out and then Jeff Hardy came out, sort of did his Jeff Hardy stuff. Uh, Seth said, well, you're not going to be the locker room leader. Look at you, controversial. Then AJ Styles came out and sort of made a jab that Seth should just go away. And we but got I, a I, I between really... them. I actually really liked
4: that interaction because Seth is like walking up the ramp and AJ Styles comes out. And because they're both heels, they were like, ha ha, heel, ha ha, yucking it up, yucking it up. We're both heels. What friends we are. And then AJ like makes this jab at him and Seth runs <laughs> the stops and goes, huh? And just <laughs> like storms back out and be like, what did you say about it? I thought it was actually really, really cool. I-, I really enjoyed their interaction together. And then yeah, Jeff laid both of them out to leave into this tag team triple threat match. Which only had uh, three people in
3: it. Bless him. He's hey. It's always the noughties when Jeff Hardy's around, (laughs) and you. (laughs) Damn right, he's gonna have a triple threat tag match. Yeah, this was this was really good. Or like from yeah, like I can I totally agree. The the Seth AJ interaction. The whole match was really really good, and I, I said in my review, almost bittersweet. I love Seth Rollins. I think he's got a great gimmick right now. I know a lot of people don't like it. I love it. But he's been in the same storyline for three months, and it's and mass- the rest. Yeah, is and, that in May? And it's massively outstayed its welcome. And seeing him here wrestle other people, wrestling <laughs> yeah. AJ Styles, wrestling yeah. Jeff Hardy, I was like, oh my god! Did yeah. stay here, Seth. Don't go Dude, to SmackDown.
4: Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you that. But like, and Seth Rollins has always been on Raw, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I don't feel like he's ever really been part of the SmackDown roster. He's always felt like a Raw guy. Yeah, you're right. So it really did feel like this was a farewell from the Monday Night Messiah. And you're right, like quite bittersweet. And I, I really enjoyed this match. I really enjoyed watching Seth work with these two guys. But I'm, I'm so excited for AJ to be back on Raw after his small hiatus to SmackDown um little camping trip that he had over there while paulie was around then paulie's gone so um so I, I kind of enjoy that and you know I'm, I, and i think that aj styles is a tailor-made new contender to drew mcintyre uh, as a for the wwe title like you can just walk right into that once uh you finished with orton at having in the cell
3: yeah that's that's a good point um there's a lot of people i want to now see go for drew's title that aren't randy orton whereas before you're like oh It's kind of only Orton who makes sense out of all these people from a main event perspective. Uh, After, well, the the finish of the match was AJ was almost beat by Jeff Hardy's twist of fate, but who should return? Elias smashing a guitar over Jeff's back, uh, kind of picking up on that story where Jeff drunk drove, uh, hit and run Elias from SmackDown a few months ago. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's that. I mean, You said they kind of picked up on it. They are literally picking it up because he has that promo with
4: mean Charlie later on where he says, I haven't forgiven him for hitting me with a car. So we are we're returning to that storyline. Everyone thought it was dropped. But no, no, it was
3: just it's just on a little break. And now it's back. I haven't forgiven him for that thing that was proven, like proven not to be him. But heels minds work in mysterious ways unsurprisingly we got the raw picks for elias next lacey evans and sheamus i love sheamus um so and happy. his new hat but then but then cesaro shinsuke nakamura and intercontinental champion Sami zayn in the fourth round how low down is the intercontinental champ like surely he'd have been picked much higher the intercontinental champion the crazy thing is, he's not just the Intercontinental Champion. He's also the Intercontinental Champion. The guy's got two belts! <laughs> in in <laughs> the graphic, you could barely see his face because he had these two <laughs> Intercontinental Championship belts on it. Yeah, it's it's nuts that him
4: and Nakamura and Cesaro,
3: the Artist Collective, the artist formerly known as the Artist Collective, uh, were so low down in the draft picks. Yeah, that was uh, sort of... The the, the the further on the drafts pick rounds go the more just ridiculous they get i mean i've written my notes here and i apologize for this they the the
4: more this went the more it became like your draft picks in our mock draft that we did last wednesday
3: strong start (laughs) a very strong start and then you're like mickey james hey she i think she came in at the same time i know mickey (laughs) james wasn't was she no she was James. James wasn't no, she wasn't drafted. Okay. She
4: is also in the unemployment line. Outrageous.
3: Uh, so after that, we got Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose taking on Nataliana. It, pff, it, Dude, uh, it's the third time in three weeks we've had these uh, lot wrestle.
4: Third time in three weeks. And the third time in three weeks that the
3: that, that, that good guys have won. Uh, Brooke fell with style off of <laughs> Mandy Rose's shoulders to hit a swanton to win. Uh, I, I yeah, I, there's just, Nothing about this feels real. It's just the, the worst bits of fake of fake wrestling. And afterwards, Natalia seemingly broke up with Lana. Yeah, they, they broke up. She literally
4: broke up with her. She was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. And she walked off. Because WWE
3: are in the process of splitting up all of their teams. What one more team to split up? I said seemingly, because how many times did Angel Garza, Zelina Vega, or Andrade... <clears throat> Also say, I'm not doing this anymore. Walk off and be back together next week. Yeah, absolutely right. Apparently, Mickey J's was drafted to SmackDown. I think that was after the
4: show. Was I that thought... WWE? Oh, so WWE.com may have made that announcement.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of, we got Angel Garza versus Andrade next. Shortly before that, we got a backstage bit with Cedric Alexander being challenged by Ricochet. If Ricochet loses the match, he has to join the Hurt Business. But more this... importantly, if he wins, they will never feud again. Believe <laughs> that when I see it. Uh, Gaza took on Andrade in just what was an uh, incredibly depressing affair. Garza got direct... beaten up for two minutes and Andrade then lost to the wing clippers. Lena Vega was on commentary. Can I give you a direct quote from Tom Phillips on commentary? I'm sensing a theme here of dissolving
4: tag teams. Yes, you are, Tom. That is WWE's mandate at the moment. So sad that Vega was out there for commentary. I thought she was done with this act. Like that was her whole deal, wasn't it? I'm now a singles guy. I'm not associated with them. And they also had said, we're not associated with you. And then through the match, we're doing moves to impress Zelina Vega. And then afterwards, when Angel Gaza won, Zelina Vega dove into the ring to console Andrade. And really, the only reason she did that was so we could have the Fiend and Alexa Bliss attack them uh, and do the dual sister Abgails, which was cool—a cool moment. But like I said last week, WWE only do moments; they don't do storylines. And this Gaza Andrade and Vega
3: storyline is absolute bobbins, saved by a cool moment with the Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Vega has been drafted to SmackDown in those online announced picks as well. So if anyone's getting excited, like, oh, this is the start of a storyline. You're wrong. It's not. <laughs> nope. It was just a moment, like Luke said. But yes, a very cool moment. Uh, very the cool round, moment. Fi- the round five picks saw Nikki Cross, our truth, ah, and- <sighs> damn it, and my brother's favorite wrestler, Dava Kato. according to Stephanie McMahon. Uh, you know the Raw Underground big guy, and Apollo Crews and Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler were all drafted to SmackDown. Ziggler and Rude had only just sort of jumped over to Raw, uh, but at least Apollo Crews being over there means no more Hurt Business feuding. But Apollo Crews, I actually forgot about this. He
4: was a SmackDown guy at the start of the year. He only got drafted to Raw after WrestleMania. He was like drafted in May or something. You know what? Maybe that's why no one really cares about the draft. Mm, could be. Mm. Yeah, it yeah, could be. I'm, I'm a bit worried for Apollo Crews. Like, I felt like he had a really good Raw surgeons um, while on Raw. You know, he actually got into pay per view. He got a mid card title. He was, yeah, in a in a never ending feud yeah. with the herb business. But he was getting TV time. Can't see the same thing happening on SmackDown unless he goes into a feud with Sami Zayn for the ICU belt. I just I fear he's going to end up like Shorty G and just like you know in,
3: in never ending oh. feud with Baron Corbin, tag team. I could I, I mean the, the lower I hear tag, a tag team. team. Uh, Speaking of, we got Ziggler and Rude taking on New Day next. This was a fun match. Uh, I'm really excited to see New Day on the show that we mostly review again. Uh, Byron Saxton commentating on New Day matches just feels right. He's really good at it. Uh, And yeah, really good stuff from all four men. You know, Ziggler and Rude are a tired act, unfortunately, but they're no slouches in the ring. And it built to a Woods hot tag. Great to see him back as well. And New Day retain with Kofi. Getting the pin, yeah. Decent match.
4: It just it it means very <laughs> little because WWE aren't interested in the tag team division. Uh, I don't know who Street probably are going to SmackDown. I don't know who they're going to feud with on SmackDown because there are. It is just Rude and Ziggler, and uh, Cesaro and Nakamura are pretty much the only teams that are there. Um, New Day have got a few more tag teams. Uh, Lucha House Party got drafted without Kalisto, so there's a team that they can feud with, and there's also. Um, who else could they feud with? Retribution. Business. Retribution. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, there's a pretty good team for New
3: Day to be able to feud with. It's just WWE don't care about the tag division. Uh, which is why fantasy booking time. This is what Ollie would have done. Oli would have mm-hmm. booked it better because I'm a smart ass. Uh, I would have had both tag champs drafted to SmackDown, let's say. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, my God, what an unpredictable thing. How will they get out of this? You have a, a whole like month long tournament at survive, like con- concluding that Survivor Series to crown the undisputed tag championships there. And on Raw, you're like, oh, my God, what should we do? Trios championships, six man's, Dude, they haven't got enough tag teams, let alone trios teams. <laughs> Well, in this version, they would book it better, of course. Uh, Caruso then spoke to Elias backstage. That's when Elias says that he's going to get Jeff for running him over. Then we got the Cedric Alexander versus Ricochet match with a bit of retribution preamble in a recap package, but no actual involvement. This was good. This was a good bit, but it had a, a bit of a lame finish, I thought. Oh, I like the finish. I thought the finish was fun. You know, it,
4: it, it, Eddie's birthday was quite recent. I think it was over the weekend, in fact. I thought this was a nice little moment. It was, It's the Eddie Guerrero spot where you, the babyface grabs the chair, bangs it on the floor when the referee's back is turned, throws the chair to the heel, then takes a bump so that when the referee turns around, it looks like the heel has hit in the babyface and therefore calls for the DQ. I, I thought it was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. It's
3: a, uh, it, yeah. I, I just don't get how that fits With Ricochet's character But It doesn't does. Dave, But, it, but do you know what Davis It was a cool moment <laughs> <laughs> We got Keith Lee Versus Braun Strowman being announced For next week's season premiere It's that time of the year again The season a, premiere time In a sanctioned match uh, This one will count towards Their win-loss record No it won't Luke Because there's not going to be a finish. (laughs) This match won't have a finish. I'll put a bet on it.
4: I'll put a bet. Oh mate, dude, he's facing Roman Reigns this coming Friday. That's not going to finish either. There's absolutely no way that match has got to finish.
3: Then we got round six, which was the final round of picks announced on TV. At least Titus O'Neil, Peyton (laughs) Royce, and Akira Tozawa to Raw. Terrible round for Raw there. And Carmella. And Alistair Black to SmackDown. Oh, good crikey! How
4: low was Alistair Black on this list? He was below Titus O'Neil. He was below. Ti- he was basically below Akira hour. What is going on
3: there? I don't. I don't know. I, I. I thought I read the report. Vince was high on him. That's what they said, <laughs> Luke. The internet well, yeah, told but- me Vince was high on on Tommy End, the guy behind the Alistair Black gimmick. He just needed a little tweak. He just needed but to be written also, off.
4: He was also high on Selena Vega, and she got drafted
3: on Raw Talk to SmackDown. <laughs> So in a post Zelina Vega Asuka World how will we cope without that feud continuing? We got the women's battle royal to determine the next number one contender for Asuka's belt. Uh it was pretty fun actually. I enjoyed this really? as a match. I I just thought it wasn't really main event worthy. Uh so which is why I assumed Charlotte Flair was going to return. They did the the Nia Jack Shayna Baszler stuff where they just stood in the middle of the ring and waited for everyone to attack them. That was really good. Uh, Naya and Tamina had their compulsory spot together. Jax was booked very strongly. Everyone gangs up on Naya again. Then Shayna helps out, tipping her tag partner over the top rope. You know I hate that spot. Uh, Naya, in frustration, puts Lana through a table. Um, And Then, you know, there's some more spots. Drew and Randy are now shown... fighting backstage. Baszler's dumped out by Bianca Belair uh, quite unceremoniously. Maybe there's a feud there. Then Belair's just dumped out by the riot squad. And it comes down to Natalia and Lacey. All of a sudden, Asuka was on commentary. Now she's backstage yeah. watching a yeah, screen. That was weird. Also, just to your uh, point
4: there, there's they can have a feud between Belair and Baszler because they're on different brands. Right. Oh,
3: so, no, no. They're on the same brands. I- no, no, Basil on Raw. Sorry. Belair's on SmackDown. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because the sh- she followed the Street Profits across. And Lacey and Natalia actually had a really good battle on the apron, I thought. Mm. They timed the sort of, oh, nearly just touching the floor spots really, really well. Natalia wins, but the bell doesn't ring. And Lana appears to push her off the apron. Oh, my God. They worked us. I forgot about Lana. It was a genuine surprise. So I was like, ah, that was that was good. I didn't see that coming. But then immediately after, all of the thoughts of, oh my God, I don't want to see her feud with Asuka rushed into my head. Ugh. Yes.
4: But it's fine because they distracted you by having the real main event of Drew and Orton brawling around ringside and officials separating them. It really felt like that completely undermined this whole battle yeah. royal like cutting to them backstage aska being out there for commentary for a bit and then going backstage so she can watch and then like once lana wins they immediately cut to drew and orton brawling and then like they just disappear the girls just disappeared totally undermines their them being the main event Although it was actually really poor form and like when when it came down to natty and Lacey, i was like good lord what a terrible final two how in the hell did this happen it's because they worked me brother and i was i was i was actually pretty shocked that they worked me because i was i thought there's no way they're doing natty asker and i was wrong and i was they're right they're not they're doing lana asker instead
3: so dave meltzer is saying that this is quite clearly Uh, Just sort of a work because everyone's been like, oh, it's isn't it weird how Miro Rusev turns up on AEW and sort of buries WWE a bit? And then in the ensuing weeks, Lana is put through a table by Nia Jax every episode. And that happened again here. LOL. They're burying Lana. And then he said WWE's mentality. I don't know if he was reporting this or just looking at the situation is to go, ha ha, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. We swerved you. I'm swerving yeah. you.
4: <laughs> but like, it's it's not going to be a long feud because they're they're only having a match next week. Uh, I think we'll then find out who Askers real uh, Hell in the Cell contender will be because I don't think it's going to be Lana.
3: Hmm. Well, uh, overall, I thought this was a pretty poor show. Although I am, I, you know, I'm excited by Raw's roster, and that's the show we review. So may, maybe I was a bit more forgiving unusual it could have been it could have easily been a one out of five show um but i gave it two i think two is fair because i thought the in-ring action for the
4: most part was really really solid i i loved the triple threat match really enjoyed owens black as well and the the battle royal was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. so i actually in ring i thought it was a really really solid show and yeah i'm kind of really excited for the future of raw because i think the one thing that this brand has missed throughout 2020 or not throughout but certainly since post-wrestlemania It has been missing top level talent because they had Drew, they had Seth and they had Randy and that was it. And they ran through Seth very quickly. They tried to elevate Bobby and then just moved him straight back down to the mid card. And then I've only been left with Randy Orton, which is why we've had like a five month feud with Randy Orton. So now we have got more top level talent for drew to face. We've got a much more interesting upper mid card and main event scene. So I am actually, I'm really looking forward to the future of raw. Plus Miz is on the show now, which actively means it's going to be the better show from now on, (coughs) even though I think he's terrible.
3: Right, let's get in with all your su- 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 super chats, Jalon Mackenzie, I'm done watching Raw until the hurt business holds all the belts. And Stephen Larson said they should challenge us for the tag belts. You scared Mr. Davis. We already beat them. Maybe not on one on one, but. Well, there's a, that's a future match there, potentially. Charlie Davis, I revisited some NXT Aleister Black matches this weekend, and I cannot believe what's happened to him. Focusing on happier times, do you have any favorite Alistair Black moments from NXT? Weekly, squ- I, I mean, I know because I,
4: I bury them a lot, and I hate the format. His weekly squash matches were something to look forward to. If they announced like Alistair Black's in action next week, I'll be like, oh, man, I can't wait till next week's NXT to watch him kick
3: some little dude's face off. It's going to be brilliant. Uh, Alistair Black, Velveteen Team Dream. I thought that was an expertly crafted feud. Caleb, really, really was. Fun fact Ale- for you. Sorry, fun, fun fact for you. Alistair Black has been on the main roster for twenty months now. Caleb. With Alistair Black being a fourth round pick behind Titus and losing to Kevin Owens clean again, do you think all hope may be lost for Black and a title run? Uh, No, because Vince McMahon is high on him backstage. Unfortunately, yes. All hope is lost. It's just better to make peace with that now. Jose Quinde, if Drew and Autumn were fighting all night, did they have the greatest wrestling (laughs) match never seen? Also, to me, the lack of tag teams was shown in the draft. Oh, I mean, Jose Quinde, I'm going to say that it wasn't because we've seen Randy Orton have
4: a backstage brawl for two and a half hours at WrestleMania, and it was not the greatest match I've ever
3: seen. Shardul Shanga. So Street Profits are triple crown champions now. (laughs) (laughs) NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. Are they now two-time main roster champs now? Ah, my brain hurts. You absolutely nailed it. They're triple crown champions. Congratulations, well Montez done. and Angelo. Guerrilla Press, AJ had to quarantine after his son's football game. Well, he was there on the show. I haven't seen anything about that. Zachary Jenkins, I mean New Day versus Street Profits. Montez Ford versus Jody would be awesome. I, I think actually, I think that was
4: probably meant to be Cody. Uh, Cofely, Cofely, right? Yeah, I was, I
3: was trying to... <laughs> uh,
4: but yeah, New Day versus Street Profits would have been
3: rad. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Alpaca Nation eighty-seven. Hope you're ready for months of MVP trying to recruit Woods and Kingston to the hurt business.
4: Oh dear, Alpaca Nation, don't do this to me.
3: Well, they're 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 all businessmen. Yes. Gian, Titus better than Andrade and Alistair based on the draft.
4: Titus. Proper felt like basically, like when me and Ollie did our draft picks last week, and we got to the final round, and we both admitted, Ah, we're in our panicky uh picks now because all of the names we wanted have been taken. This felt like one of those picks where it was just like,
3: Ah, oh, oh, uh, Titus, we'll pick Titus. Oh, damn it, we said Titus. Uh, Magico 438 in before WWE uses brand invitationals, one week after season premieres on each brand, what are the rules? What are the rules? Yeah, quarterly invitationals. Adam Ulrich. When Natty and Lacey were on the apron, I actually expected Fiends' music and likes to hit. Ah, that's a great idea. Bliss pops in the ring and shoves them both off to win. I absolutely love that. The only problem is you don't want to have Alexa Bliss lose, you know, next week on uh, on Raw. So I can see why you wouldn't do that, but I, I think that would have been fantastic. Caleb Maldonado. So triple threat soon between Andrade, Kevin Owens, and The Fiend. Potentially for the title opportunity. Andrade's not on SmackDown.
4: Fiend's on Raw. Kevin Owens is on SmackDown. Um, I think Kevin Owens is going to go into a feud with
3: Sami Zayn. Potentially. Um... Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't know where you got that match happening, Caleb. I don't think that's going to happen at all. Miguel 8A, can either of you explain to me how Randy gets yet another title shot after losing to Drew? I don't want to see another match with Randy Bortom. I can. Uh, he attacked Legends and Drew got mad and gave him a match. Ross Bland, Fiend versus Brother Nero. The, cre- the creative... Uh, crea- I can't say this word. The creativity. The creative... Creativity, right? J-
4: yeah, so creativity. I mean, you said yes.
3: right. yeah. Fiend versus Jeff Hardy,
4: absolutely Ross Bland, absolutely I'm for that. Over to you, Hot Tag. We'll do. Michael Dominguez, Bo Dallas joins the Fiends like a Manson family could be great, guys. I think we've got to stop fancy booking the Bo Dallas is going to join the Fiends group. Like we've been, fa- we've been fancy booking Bo Dallas joining the Wyatt family <laughs> from, since the Wyatt family uh, came into uh, existence alan monsoon oh having said that you know people were fantasy booking sister abigail and now we've got it so maybe maybe it will happen alan Monzoon, with the number of injuries nxt has uh recently do you see andrade or anyone else going from raw or smackdown going to nxt hashtag get rowdy hashtag yes please i can 100% see andrade going to nxt yeah uh, yeah
3: i think that's a great move as well
4: yeah to, oh absolutely be the best thing for him um Jediah Steele, it's a total shame Black is a jobber at this point. Saudi hates him for his tattoos. That has to be it. LOL. I wouldn't say he's a jobber. I think that's a bit harsh.
3: There's uh, there's no Saudi shows f- for the foreseeable future. So I, I don't think mm. that has anything to do with it right now.
4: Um, Nicholas Belgraf says, tell everyone to stop being so negative. It's called Wrestle Talk, not Wrestle my- with My Opinion, especially Pete. SmackDown Podcast is awful to listen to.
3: Well, those those are our opinions. We wrestled talking about our opinions, so yeah. it is kind of wrestle with my opinions. <laughs> um, Khalib says, "All hail,
4: Mister Davis! Keep up the amazing content." <laughs> no, thank you. Gorilla Press, get your uh, hashtag FTFT shirt on rusttalkmerch dot com. You should get a whole load yeah. of stuff on rusttalkmerch dot com. The Hitchhiker Mike and Nav never catch these lives. I so just want to pop in and say hello to the lads and give a little support. Good luck against the good brothers
3: we're not gonna need it what you're looking at right now is the professional brothers we hate each other but us working together is better than a tag team it really is two
4: guys thrown together will always outmatch a tag team with years of experience it always happens um, Gorilla Press, uh, this is not over. We will meet Oliver. He is risen. He also says uh, we will be filming uh, flying to film a feature length documentary on Thunder Rosa and her company, Mission Pro Wrestling, in November, sponsoring her December 11th iPay Per View event, Run It Back, on Title Match Wrestling. Cool. Uh, Michael, D- Michael Dominguez, I met the Fox robot. Fox runs his football TV shows, and I host pep rallies. We co hosted a rally last year. ETA Back to Your Studio,
3: title of the imagination. <laughs> Uh, we don't know. We I prepared everything to go back to the studio last month, but then the government changed all their advice again. So they've just given a six month sort of time frame. So not until next yeah. WrestleMania, I don't think. Uh, but cool no. about the Fox robot. That is cool. Yeah, I think we are
4: looking at a looking at a future where we're going to be doing this year's Christmas show virtually, which is a, it's a big shame. Uh, Caleb, thank you for your donation. You're in uh, I think that's Collins something backwards. Um, what would the WWE draft beer be called? Ball Disappointment. Sack.
3: Yeah. I know
4: Ballsack, the Retribution guy. Sorry. <laughs> John Morantz, 1993. DiJack played Among Us over the weekend. His username was T-Bag <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Alvin Martinez, which were your favourite picks? AJ Styles to Raw for me. Uh, Fiend. Fiend to Raw. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's an excellent pick. Uh, Anthony, for you, I mean. Uh, Anthony Emlering uh, says, Between The Fiend and Retribution, Raw is going to have blackouts galore. WWE trying to save money again.
3: (laughs) Yeah, didn't think (laughs) of that. Maybe they could become a faction. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, The Fiend is revealed as the
4: real leader of Retribution. retrofiend Oh. Charlie Davis, all of this WWE booking just makes me happy that Kenny Omega and the Elite decided that they didn't care about going
3: to WWE ever. Well, they were going to have creative control reportedly written into their contracts, but I just I can't see how that would have ever worked. Nope. Uh, Guerrilla Press uh, working on having Masha Slamovich come home to the States
4: for a Mission Pro match. Nate S, uh, I'll say I'll never say how could they possibly screw up again. Alistair Black Andrade, Fiend, ricochet asker the list goes on this company
3: i think we can add keith lee as well how do you not have plans for keith lee
4: i feel like they did have plans at one point at one point uh caleb clarifies he was the one who had the triple threats thing about fiend andrade he said ah i forgot about the draft. (laughs) (laughs) don't worry so will wwe in a few weeks uh, GN said, who's the biggest miss on the undrafted pool for both of you? Um, well, everyone's been drafted now with the exception of Andrade, who, you know, is the biggest name. I think Shorty G is a total missed opportunity, but particularly him going back to NXT, which is what I really would have liked to have seen.
3: Who else was not on there? Yeah, because obviously Andrade is most definitely Mojo the biggest one. Mojo, oh, No, Mickey
4: got drafted to SmackDown. I think those are the only ones I, like Becky obviously wasn't part of the another was big show John mm-hmm. Cena Edge that kind of lot yeah yeah
3: it's got to be Andrade
4: and finally Sam leach I haven't watched wrestling since lockdown began. can you uh, catch me up in sixty seconds love you guys good to be back after six
3: months much love from South End should we go back and forth Drew McIntyre's the champion he's really good her business feuded with Apollo Crews for seven months. Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio were doing the same and they still are. Roman Reigns is back and he is a heel and Paul Heyman is his manager. He's
4: the Blue Universal Champion. Seth Rollins ripped out Rey Mysterio's eyeball in kayfabe. Um uh, The New Day are broken up.
3: AEW's much better.
4: <laughs> um, what else has happened? Um,
3: Charlotte was on all three
4: brands for a bit, and then she went away.
3: And that's it. That's all you need. And finally, Nate Nate S., you guys are like Kenny and Hangman, Uh, two guys in a tag team. Which one of you is the drunk? I had a couple of beers last night. So uh, when was the last time you had a drink? I had a couple of beers this morning. Uh, But that's all we've got. (laughs)
4: Oh, oh Mr. Davis. Oh count them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight.
3: yes, lay them on nine, me nine oh. nine misheard
4: lyric emails.
3: And that's that I've been getting uh private messages on our discord server with a few as well. Uh, I'll do this one from Nate, who is one of our brilliant website writers. Uh, okay, so the the song "Thank You" next. You know the the Ariana Grande song, right? Never heard it. Is that is that her? I have no idea, mate. <laughs> Let me get my. Here we go. This is what it sounds like, folks at home. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's skip to the chorus. right so it was a garbled bit in there nate's wife thinks that uh ariana grande here is singing bacon eggs so listen listen you can kind of hear it you know what that's nothing like bacon eggs
4: that's absolutely nothing like bacon eggs maybe a little bit but like what have you got I Uh, said I'd move that out to him (laughs) (laughs) and that's why you're such a good boss Uh, could you load up for me um, Smoke Two Joints by Sublime, please Smoke
3: Two Joints when Mm. one isn't enough I'm not familiar with this song are you I am indeed. This comes in from Jordan, who said, wanted to write a little bit about the misheard lyrics
4: discussion. A few years ago, a local radio station was discussing this very same topic and taking callers who have their own misheard lyrics. Although I didn't believe this particular caller, one person brought up Smoke Two Joints by Sublime. They thought the lyric was
3: spoke to Joyce. As stupid
5: <laughs> as it sounds.
3: <laughs> oh, that's a much less subversive uh, song chorus. As stupid as it sound, it works with almost every line. So all well, that's that's handy for us. Uh, mm-hmm. because then we can just play any part of it. I see this song was released in nineteen ninety-two, so I'm guessing you own four copies of it. <laughs> I think I probably did hear this a lot during my teenage years, yes. All right, let's let's give this a spin. She was living in a single room with three other individuals. None of this sounds like choice. Yep,
4: skipping forward, skipping skip forward. Yep.
3: So someone is, that they're, they're, they're smoking. Mm-hmm. How long is this intro?
4: Hey, I spoke to Joyce in the afternoon and she made me feel all right.
3: It's just when you're a bit stressed, go speak to Joyce. <laughs> it's great to share a problem. Especially with Joyce, she's a great listener. Absolutely. Um, also,
4: if you could go into the uh, support inbox, mm-hmm. there's a throwback to an old discussion. Um, he's got a dog named Oliver, and he's got pictures attached that you may want to see. Also says, as another throwback to another old discussion topic, <laughs> my wife, my wife finally saw a video with Ollie in it after months of just the WrestleTalk Talk podcast. She was put
3: off that Ollie did not match his voice. It's still unsettling to her. Ah, nobody, nobody matches their voice if you've only heard them in audio ways. Uh, so what was that person's name? So I can search. That was, for uh,
4: uh, so Jordan Philip is the email. It just says Jordan uh, from Nana, Nana Yamo, Nana Amio, Nana Jordan,
3: Emo. Okay. Loyal podcaster. It's a cute dog. I'm not really a dog guy, but it looks yeah. more like a Pokemon. So I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay
4: oh uh, right we'll do one more here uh this comes in from paul who says not sure if this is the right email it wasn't i forwarded it to the correct one now <laughs> support at wrestletalk.com. send us an email here's my addition to mr davis's misheard song lyric feature gala's classic ish freed from desire contains the lyric of my lover's got no money he's got his strong beliefs as the opening line it took me over 10 years to realize it's not my lover's got no money he's got his trampoline." What?
3: Why would you just assume that was the lyric?
4: Ten years he he thought that. He said, he writes here, he took it in a row with his previous girlfriend. (laughs) It took a row with my previous girlfriend to correct me. I was originally convinced the chorus was freed from desire, mind and sense and purified. um, Was said (laughs) Annie Lennox purified. What? Freed from desire,
3: Annie Lennox purified. Like they're paying homage?
1: Yeah, and purifying it's Annie Lennox.
3: And Danny Lennox? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, well, let's take this to Gala herself. What a tune. I am immediately transported back to... When did this come out? 2007? Surely not. No, what? Surely not. I think this is a... That can't be the case, because I, I, I remember having to fall asleep at a... At scout hut parties that my mum and dad would take me to.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Released in 1996.
3: So you... He's got his tromboliefs. Nothing <laughs> so like trampoline.
4: His... Yeah, he's got his uh, strong beliefs, but uh, it's not, he's got his trampoline. Uh, and if you want to get to the chorus of the Freed
3: from Desire.
4: Well, I
3: mean, you need to go, need to go uh, back uh, a bit, yeah. Nothing like Annie Lennox. Uh, no, sorry about that one, Paul. There's That's on mm, you, mate. There's a mm-hmm. mm mind. It's a mind. It's not an Manny. <laughs> Annie Lennox.
4: Still, thank you all so much for your emails. We'll get to the
3: rest of those on the AEW podcast when we'll have a bit more time. I didn't even get to ask you how your time was in York. Was it good? It was great. Do you want? Do you want my uh, my my lasting image from York, which is a lovely city? Uh, mm-hmm. They vomit on the pavement a lot. <laughs> I have never been anywhere with so much vomit on in, in the inner city pavement. Oh, mate! You should have hung out with me at university in Portsmouth because you'd have seen it all the time. <laughs>
4: Right, um, Vol, That is, it. if you're from York, uh, get in touch. Let us know. Why is there so much vomit on your streets, York? What are you doing, Tom? We're in the middle of a
3: pandemic, guys. Stop throwing up on the pavement, spreading stuff around. Oh, I hope that's not why. I hope they haven't got a special strain. that <laughs> makes you allergic to beautiful, historic city centres.
4: That is all we got time for on this edition of the podcast. Thank you so so much for listening. We will be back on da, 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 Thursday with the AEW review. Take care, everyone. I love you.
0: Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>